You're listening to Dwelling Place Podcast, sponsored by Parkside Bible Church. Our goal is to have a conversation about how we can become a dwelling place for God by His Spirit, centered on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome back to Dwelling Place Podcast. This is episode six. Can't believe we've made it this far, uh, but we are here and I'm excited to keep going. Today we're going to kind of wrap up some beginnings. Uh, the last six episodes have kind of been about our beginnings as a podcast, but then also the beginnings starting with God, who he is, and then people, who we are in light of that. After today, the next episode, I'd like to start answering some questions about church. So what do you have about church? And this isn't necessarily about Parkside Bible Church, but more why do we go to church what happens at church, what's going on in our hearts when we're at church, uh, what's important about church membership, what about leadership of the church, any kind of questions you have pertaining to the local church. I'd love to answer those in uh, brief little snippets. So please go ahead and comment on this podcast or comment on Facebook where I'll post it or send me an email or a text or ask me on Sunday. Uh, But I want to answer your questions about church. So keep that in the back of your mind. But like I promised, we're going to finish up this beginnings series. Today we're going to talk about people. We talked a little bit about that last week and the creation of people and being in God's image. But this week, we're going to shift the focus and talk about what happened after we were created. Um, So the first thing I want to start talking about is uh, last week we remembered that creation was abundant. This was a place where Adam and Eve were free to rule it, to have authority over it. It's the same kind of authority that God had. In fact, he gave his authority to Adam and Eve. Um, In Genesis 2, verse 15, it says, The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And verse 16 after that says, And the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden. So in verse 16, there's freedom there to eat from anything. All of this is for you. We can kind of take that too and look at creation now. It's tainted because of sin, but everything that's beautiful about creation is really for us. We still have that role and responsibility to uh, care for it, to take care of it, but also to subdue it, uh, make sure it's in order. Uh, We have that kind of authority that God has instilled in us. And there's a ton of implications of that that we can talk about at a different time. But really, the things that you see that are beautiful in creation, birds out your window, mountains in Colorado, thunderstorms that just take your breath away, all of that is from God and it's gifted to us. So when God says, Adam, you're free to eat from any tree in this garden, that's this statement of, this is all for you. I made this for you in order to praise me better. So this is a world of abundance and gift. All of this is gift. Um, But in verse 17 of Genesis chapter 2, God says this, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil for when you eat from it, you will certainly die. That seems pretty morbid. Like, does God like killing people? No, he doesn't. What God is saying there is, I have this whole creation that's abundant and free and it's for the taking. Go for it. It's yours. But The one thing you don't have authority over, the one thing you can't take from, is me, God himself. 
So that tree, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, uh, isn't just an intellectual thing that when they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they knew good and evil now, but more, but the implications of good and the implications of evil. God is the one that actually knows that. And he's the one who has final authority over both of those things. And he's saying, you have free reign over this whole garden, but you don't have free reign over me. I am still king. And so when Adam and Eve take from the tree, and we can talk about the process of what that looked like at a different time too, but when they ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil and the serpent uh, tricked Eve into doing that, then they both ate together. When they did that, they were saying, we know better than God. He was holding out on us and we want his throne. Um, Troy this last week, our intern preached a sermon about the cross. And at one point he mentioned uh, the declaration of independence and the American revolution and how we think of that as Americans as like our founding. And it was awesome and it was incredible. And it was without it, we wouldn't have America. But what they call the American revolution in Great Britain is the American rebellion. They see that as people that shouldn't have who decided they could take the throne for themselves. So there's both perspectives there, the revolution side, but then there's also the people who are in charge think of that as rebellion. And so when the Adam and Eve ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, what they were doing was essentially writing a declaration of independence away from God, saying we can choose what we want and what we think is best for us. We don't need you anymore. So after that, sin entered the world, death entered the world because of that. uh, And the people, Adam and Eve, were banished because of the treason. They couldn't be in the garden anymore. They couldn't have this direct fellowship and relationship with God because they thought they could own him. And so taking all of this, the goodness of creation, the goodness of being human, and sin, uh, people then are good. We are not morally good. We don't make good choices. We are sinful, but it's a good thing to be human because God created us. Because we're in the image of God, it is good to be human. But we are broken, tainted, marred, fragmented. Everything we do and really everything we experience has a tinge of death and sin to it. And ultimately, because of sin... And because of our own actions being sinful and selfish, we are separated infinitely and eternally from God. At birth, that's just the way it is. We're born into this condition of sinful separation from God. So it's good to be human. It's the best thing to be human. But we are sinful. And so the mystery of the gospel then is God who we all committed treason against, becomes human in the person of Jesus Christ, dies, but then defeats death and sin, and removes that judgment for sin, and redeems us. So when we put our faith in Christ, we are believing that Jesus did that for us. It's not just about the confession. It's not just about getting rid of sins, but it is saying, I believe that Jesus did that for me. And when that happens, we become a part of the new creation. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old has gone. Behold, the new has come. And that behold is like, pay attention, look, pause, think about this. Behold, the new has come. 
So when we're in Christ, uh, we're going from the nothingness and void of sin, just like before creation started, there was nothingness and void and empty and useless. But in the new creation, we go from that nothingness, pain, void, emptiness of sin and death to this abundant life of grace that's as beautiful and brilliant and vibrant as creation itself. And this is a gift to us by grace through faith. Don't have to do anything. We don't earn it. We don't have to work really hard to keep it. This is a gift from God through faith. So, it is ultimately a good thing to be human. We are not morally good. We don't make good choices on our own. But it's good to be human. But at the same time, we're broken, tainted, marred, fragmented. We also have the image of God, but we're selfish. And we use it to get what we want. So, everything has sin. Everything has death. And the gospel says, actually, God became human, died, came back to life to redeem us back. And put us into this new thing, this new creation that is beautiful and vibrant. And I hope that you know that today, that you can be a part of that new creation by simply putting your faith in Christ. Um, And if you have done that in the past, uh, I pray that uh, today you walk in that newness, like Paul says. It's a brilliant, beautiful, blessed gift of a thing to be in this new creation hope you experienced that today. And if you haven't accepted Christ before, I hope you do that right now uh, through faith. It's all you have to do. So thanks for joining us. Next week, we'll start on some conversations about church and how we can better become a dwelling place for God by his spirit centered on the gospel of Christ. Thanks. Thanks.